Welcome to the Trusted Advisor Podcast brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois is your trusted advisor in all things insurance. This week, you're listening to the special segment of Charlie's Corner, hosted by our very own Charlie Venus. We are back with John Woods, leader of Burns and Wilcox Transportation Unit, to continue our discussion on the state of the commercial auto market. When you look at auto losses, you know, I have a background on loss control. And when I was doing loss control, I don't remember the exact percentage, but the preponderance of auto claims were due to driver error. Is that still the case? Every claim is different, Charlie, and there's always a he said, she said kind of discussion that goes on after a claim. Clearly, distracted driving is a huge issue, but I I think it's just as much an issue for the general public driving as it is for somebody that drives professionally for a living. I don't know what the statistics are, but if if you look at a thousand tractor trailer private passenger vehicle claims, you're going to find that a greater proportion of those are due to some form of error on the private passenger vehicle than it is on the tractor trailer. That's just a well-known issue. The unfortunate part, and this goes back to our social inflation claim, whenever a big truck and a small car are in an accident, small car always loses, and the big bad trucker is always the one that's suggested they're to blame. The reality is it's typically the reverse. And because of deep pockets or contributory negligence, comparative negligence, the trucker's the one that's being asked to come up with all the money. And that's why whether when I was on the carrier side and certainly on the wholesaler side, and I would encourage all your clients and and your brokers in cab technology, and I'll refer to cameras directly, are such a critical component of anybody's loss control program. It almost assuredly eliminates the he said, she said, the facts are clear. And that just helps the situation. That's a great segue, John, because the the next thing I wanted to get to talk to you about is, so what can we tell you know, our members and to tell their clients in terms of what they need to do to better control those fleets to enable them to get reasonably priced auto coverage? There's a number of things. I mean, first off, everything starts with the driver, right? Hire the best drivers, the most experienced drivers you can, the ones with the best records you can find. It's much easier said than done. Huge driver shortage out there. A lot of freight that's got to get moved. So there's always that balance. But hiring people that are not qualified or that have suspicious records, that's a really bad combination. The technology today that's available is incredible, whether it's the anti-collision uh, systems, the what they call accident event, rec- event recorders, which are the cameras. To me, those are, those are the end-all, be-all, and probably the least expensive thing that you can put in your truck that will help you resolve a claim, whether you're at fault or not at fault. If you're at fault, it, it allows the carrier to understand what happened adjust the claim quickly, get out of it, try to minimize any costs associated with adjusting that claim. And if it's not at fault, certainly fight it to the best of their ability and, and, and try to get a better solution. 
those are the keys. The other thing is, is if you have a defined procedure, whether it's a safety procedure, a maintenance procedure, driver hiring procedure, if you have a defined and documented procedure, do not violate it. The moment you violate it, the moment you make an exception to it, you have set yourself up for a bad result should that enter into a claim situation. If you have a defined driver profile that this is the people I hire and you hire somebody that's much different than that and that person's involved in an accident, that's where the just write a check comes in. Yeah, so if you say I'm going to hire a driver that has less than five points or six points and you make an exception, that case goes to court because that driver has been involved in an accident, you're going to pay for it. There are times where exceptions are warranted, but it has to be a really judicial decision and and well-documented and not, I hire only people with five points and then hire somebody with 15 points. You know, you want to hire somebody that's got seven points and here's the reason that I'm hiring it and I've documented it and so on and so forth. Those things are are sometimes well-warranted and shouldn't lead to a problem. It's the ones where you go way outside the box if there's a challenge. So those are the three things that I would suggest, and, and, and those are hiring the best drivers you can, invest in as much technology as you possibly can, accident event recorders key on top of that list, and then follow the procedures that you have. You're better off not to have procedures than to violate written procedures. That you have. <laughs> than to have them and not, not suge- them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not suggesting don't have them. I'm just suggesting have them, but follow them. How many carriers are there out there now that are starting to mandate the telematics, whether it's GPS, the cameras, uh, any of the technology that you're talking about? There are a couple. And again, I think these are more program-oriented carriers that are saying, here's our quote, but it is subject to the installation of accident event recorders. There are very few what I'll call long-term name brand transportation riders out there that mandate it. What they are doing, though, is that they are offering, typically offering to subsidize these telematics, uh, whether it be, you know, we'll subsidize on a monthly basis if your camera costs, the camera and the management of that camera costs you $35 a month, we'll pay $20 a month of it, uh, as long as you continue to remain, you know, write your business with us. Uh, some of them are say, we'll pay for the cameras outright. A lot of them are doing that. And then what they hope is that their loss history will improve. Very few are giving up front discounts. Some of them might, but very few of them are. What they're doing is saying, this will help us control your loss history. And together we both win. And so in the future, you're not going to see the, nest, the rate increases that you might see if you didn't have them. So mitigating the amount of future increases to keep that as, as low as possible. That should be the incentive to the commercial auto risk. That's what it is. It's where we're going to help you reduce your exposures. We're going to help you help manage your drivers because that's the best thing with event recorders, the front and rear facing recorders. You get to see what the driver's doing. And what it does is it helps you evaluate that driver. It helps you manage that driver. If they're not doing something correctly, you can train them to do it correctly and therefore keep 
a talented driver versus having them always doing it wrong and saying at the end of the day, I'm sorry, I got to let you go. Because of the shortage of drivers, uh, of qualified drivers out there, do you see more companies starting to train their own? Is that becoming commonplace? Um, I won't say it's commonplace, but you know, because these truck driving schools always, they're the first line of defense for some of these people that, that need drivers. They'll go through this formal truck driving school uh, and, and then they essentially have all the qualifications that they need in order to get hired. The only thing that sometimes gets in their way is some carriers will say, oh, they've got to have two years of experience. But typically what will happen is they'll take them out of a truck driving school and then they'll be with a mentor driver for a period of time. And once they pass the sniff test for these you know, trucking risks, then, then they go out on their own. There's a lot of talk in the industry about what they call the Safe Care Act, which is going, if passed, will allow drivers that are under the age of 21 to drive cross state lines. And that's really to help minimize the continuing driver shortage that we have. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes through the legal system and if it gets approved. Now, do you see anything coming on the commercial auto side like we have on the personal auto side where you're using the telematics to measure the actual amount of driving, the mileage driven, and then charging based on miles driven. Yeah, there there are actually some carriers out there right now that do that. Canal has that program out there. There are a few others out there. I think even Progressive might have something more on the personal side, but I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I do see that happening. And I think for those carriers that have thought it out and have the technology in order to monitor that, I, I think it could be really good. But I don't think as an industry, we've never been one that has been too technologically advanced. And so I, I think there are a lot less carriers that are willing to take that step. But the few that have and do it right, I, I think will benefit. You know, with all the technology that's being used today, is it the, the commercial auto client, the fleet management people themselves, are they managing all this telematics or is it the insurance carrier or is it a third party or just kind of a mix of all three? Yeah. R- rarely will the insurance carrier, they will ask for access to data, but they typically are not managing it. Most of these technology companies that offer these accident event recorders to not only the transportation risk, but also to the insurance companies offer what they call a managed service. And you pay more for that managed service, but what it does is that they aggregate all the data and then they send that data to the trucking risk on, you know, on every so often basis that tells them by typically driver, what that driver is doing, how many event triggers they had, what those event triggers were, was the driver doing something they shouldn't have been doing. And that goes back to what I said before, it allows that risk then to manage that driver. And that is the key. Yes, the camera captures and it differs by camera 15 seconds before a claim and 15 seconds after a claim, as well as the claim itself, which is key. But really where that truck risk or, or that commercial auto risk benefits is by getting that data and allowing them to train and manage the drivers. If they don't do it, all it is is a camera and that's the only benefit you're going to get out of it.
So when we were talking about the fleet safety procedures and having documented procedures that if the trucking firm doesn't violates those procedures, that puts them in a tough spot uh, from a claim standpoint. When you have these telematics, say you have a driver that is frequently been found to be going over the speed limit and they at some point in time get into an accident, mm-hmm. you know, that data is going to end up in court. Is that going to play the same role if they haven't taken any corrective action on that driver that they were habitually exceeding the speed limit, yet there was nothing documented in the file. How is that going to play out from a claim standpoint? Yeah. Whether they're able to to dive deep enough and and have that information as discoverable, I think varies. Uh, But it's like anything else, Charlie, if, if the insured is getting that data and they're not doing anything about it, then yes. They've set themselves up. But the reality is it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that data. If they're habitually speeding, you're probably going to see a motor vehicle record that looks a little bit adverse. That's enough to hurt them. Whereas if the risk identifies the fact that they're speeding, takes corrective action, and then that guy gets in an accident a year down the road and they, an attorney, a plaintiff attorney tries to introduce the prior speeding, I think that's really beneficial that the risk has taken the the steps necessary in order to correct it and said, yes, we recognize that. Look what steps we've taken and look at that driver's action since that point in time. So it can work as a benefit as well if they use it correctly. It absolutely can. And one of the key components of it is that a risk can actually award and praise a driver for doing the good things. How many times on the road and in videos have we seen drivers doing the right thing and they never get recognized for it? You know, these cameras capture that and a a risk or an insurance carrier will look at it and go, that guy did a great job. He should get an accommodation. He, whether it's a piece of paper, a slap on the back, a thank you, whatever it is, those are the things that sometimes go a long way. Because normally what, what you're always seeing is what the driver did wrong, not what they did right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When we have a, a member or anybody out there, any agent out there that is submitting a, an auto account to Burns and Wilcox, in addition to the, the app and the loss runs, what's additional information that's critical for you to be able to do the best job possible for that agent right. as well as their client? The carriers and wholesalers are inundated with this transportation business right now. You hit the nail on the head, Charlie. It's all about completeness of submission. That's really the key. If it's complete, you know, short of I'm missing this little piece or I'm missing that little piece, the more complete, the higher to the top of that stack it's going to go and the better response time you're going to have. Aside from that, because that's kind of a given in today's market, it's really highlighting on the top here's our opportunity and here's why it's an opportunity. You know, it's getting non-renewed. These carriers have declined it. Here's my relationship with this risk. Here's why in a dogfight with somebody else, I'll win the day. It's really about defining the opportunity. As I said, we're slammed with business. Everybody is on the transportation side. It's growing like there's nobody's business. Tell me why. I want to work on this risk for you and how you're going to win the day for us if we provide you a competitive solution. 
That's the key. And all too often that information is missing. I got one today just because somebody found my name on the internet, sent it to me, and it said, I have this risk. So I don't typically work on transportation risk, but I noticed that the premium was you know, over $150,000. So I got excited about it. So that's the lead in, Charlie. Now, how excited <laughs> am I going to get about that? Uh, we're going to do our best. It doesn't give me a great deal of confidence that this person's going to be able to win the day. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's not the story that you want to tell. Yeah. And if you've got to make a decision of, am I going to work on this <laughs> one or work on that one that's got that executive summary that tells you about the opportunity and what it's going to take to win and why they're the best horse to win it, it you know, it's going to be an easy decision on your part or uh, one of your broker's part. We want to work with the people that know the score and are able to punch something over the goal line. That's who we want to work with. And I think you and your team or that group, you know, we really look forward to our partnership and building a book of business. Sometimes it's a struggle, but as you get rolling, all of a sudden it's like, oh, these things start to click and it's like, ah, now we'll roll. That's kind of been how I've seen my history. And and it's the one where the greatest and deepest partnerships come about when you both want to win. Yeah. And we certainly want to win. And we certainly appreciate the partnership with Burns and Wilcox and all that you've done for us. Thanks again, John. Really appreciate you being with us today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity that was given to me. I appreciate our conversation and thank you very much. And, and we look forward to building a very solid and profitable book of business with your organization. So thank you. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to this edition of Charlie's Corner, brought to you by Iroquois Group. I am Edwin K. Morris, and I invite you to join us for the next edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast.